Welcome to the Divorce Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I am a divorce lawyer and author and have been through divorce myself. I'm here to support you throughout your breakup journey. On this podcast, I will share with you my secrets and legal tips on how you can thrive through your separation in small six-minute increments. Don't do it alone. I have got you. Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Thanks for tuning in, no matter what time of day it is that you're listening to this. This is the Divorce Collective podcast, and I am Danielle Young, a senior associate here at Collective Family Law Group. I get it. Separation means a whole lot of things changing, right? There are hundreds of questions about what you can and can't do, about what your ex can and can't do, and about who does what upon separation. It's a lot. Separation brings with it a myriad of legal and financial considerations. In Australia, one of the most pressing questions that often arises during separation um, is who pays the mortgage? This question takes on even greater significance when it comes to family law matters and property settlement matters. So in this podcast, I thought I might talk to you about at least one of those big questions of the hundreds of questions that people ask upon separation. That is, what happens to the mortgage repayments? A number of scenarios can happen at the time of separation that might change the answer to the question, but I'm going to go through some of them, hopefully to give you a bit of indication today. The first one is the mortgage is in joint names and you're living under the same roof. This is not a common separation arrangement unless the parties are amicable and can agree to live under the same roof without animosity and conflict. However, it does happen. Parties sometimes might agree to live under the same roof temporarily for financial reasons while they formalise their property settlement matters. The answer to this scenario about who pays the mortgage here um, is technically and legally both. And that is because the mortgage is in both names. So legally, you are both responsible under the loan for making those repayments. Second scenario, mortgage is in joint names, but one person moves out. This is a common one. In this scenario um, comes the old age debate about who pays it and who when pays it and all, all those questions. Again, the answer is that if you are listed on the mortgage loan agreement, then you are equally responsible for meeting the repayments. It doesn't matter if you're living there or you're not living there. Think if you owned a property um, and rented it out to someone. The renter isn't responsible for meeting the mortgage repayments just because you don't live there, are they? Well, the same applies here. The renters aren't responsible and neither is solely one person to the mortgage agreement. Uh, scenario three, the property and the mortgage is in your sole name. If the property is in your sole name and the mortgage is in your sole name, then technically you're the person solely responsible to meet repayments over the mortgage. It won't matter if your ex was previously paying towards the mortgage or not while you were together. That arrangement was a private arrangement you had with your ex. The bank cannot come after your ex for not paying the mortgage if you were the only party on the mortgage loan. Fourth scenario, the property is in your sole name, but the mortgage is in joint names. Sounds weird, doesn't it? But no, not uncommon either. Um, in this part, the ownership of the property is a separate issue to who's responsible for the mortgage. Again, if only you were listed on the mortgage, you are solely responsible, according to the bank and the loan agreement, 
to make those repayments of the mortgage loan. At five, um, and this really is in the scenario, um, but I want to put um, a bit of a, a feel out there for considerations and post-separation contributions. So a common myth is that if one part person pays the mortgage post-separation, they might receive a refund of that party's share of the repayments. Um, that's not the case. It's a myth um, unless the parties agree that that's what's going to happen, but it's not guaranteed. So don't think, um, you know, if you're paying the mortgage post-separation or someone moves out and you're paying the mortgage post-separation that you're going to get that money back. What can be done, however, is that a party's post-separation contributions to the mortgage repayments can be taken as a contribution and can be a factor when determining the division of the overall property pool when settlement occurs. If there is a significant period, for example, where one party has paid the mortgage solely post-separation, then that party might be able to argue an adjustment in their favour because of that post-separation financial contribution. It's important, however, to understand that the percentage of that adjustment will vary in every case, and it will be weighed up against other considerations like initial contributions or future need factors. So that's a bit of a snippet and a bit of an insight about um, that question, who pays the mortgage? Separation can be a trying time, and dealing with the mortgage payments and property settlement matters only adds to the complexity. It's crucial to approach these issues with a clear understanding of your legal rights and responsibilities. Consulting with a family lawyer experienced in Australian family law is highly recommended to ensure a fair and equitable resolution. Remember, open communication and cooperation with your ex-partner can go a long way in finding an amicable solution to mortgage payments and property settlement matters. Reach out to me, as always, if you have any questions. Um, and why not book in for a free strategy advice and guidance session with me and I can answer your questions um, about family law matters and property settlement matters. Separation's tough enough, so why not let me help you navigate through your separation journey. Thanks for tuning in and I will be back next week for a, another episode of the Divorce Collective podcast. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Collective podcast brought to you by collectivefamilylaw.com.au. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave a review. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook just by searching for Collective Family Law. And remember, until next time, you have got this.